Welcome to the Pregnancy Loss Podcast, the place I created for moms like us. Pregnancy loss is all-encompassing and creates an overarching theme that runs through our lives forever. We have to learn to live with and beside the grief of losing our baby. We have to learn how to live again, how to parent again, how to engage and interact and be social again, how to communicate effectively to connect with our spouses and significant others. We have to find who we are now. I'm here to empower and inspire you to live a life even with our unique circumstances. We cannot change what happened, but we can grow and use that strength and resilience to create a life that we love. I'm here to share everything I know about grief, motherhood, loss, marriage, friendship, and parenting. I'm here to encourage you to find the beautiful side of grief, the side where we don't have to isolate ourselves or suppress the need to share stories, the side where you have moms just like you to support and encourage you. The side where we become the best versions of ourselves, not in spite of our loss, but thanks to it. Pregnancy loss is devastating, but it can also be an opportunity to reflect on who we were and who we want to become. So join me every Tuesday for a new episode on the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. Let's jump in. Hey love, I'm so happy you're here today. We are going to talk about what grief looks like after you lose a baby. Um what your life kind of looks like after you lose a baby. And of course, there's always variations. It can differ depending on who it is. Um, So just keep those things in mind. The one thing that comes to mind when I think about losing Evelyn was how quiet it was at times, even in the hospital, Um, because it was just me and my doula, some of the nurses, and sometimes it just got so deafening and madding, maddeningly quiet, if, if I said that rightly, correctly. Um, it was it was too much to bear because sometimes grief and the way we mourn is quiet, and a lot of times those around us are quiet because they don't know what to do or what to say. You will often bargain with God, the universe, whatever you believe in to bring the back. I remember laying in the hospital bed and I begged and begged and begged for God or whoever the hell was up there to bring my baby back. And I didn't think that I deserved this. And I, and I begged and I pleaded for Evelyn to open her eyes once they handed her to me. It just couldn't be real. Something I went through, it doesn't mean you're going to go through this, but I needed a place to be where my kids weren't near me and I could grieve and mourn. And that place was my closet. I would sit in my closet and cry and sob and hit the floor. And this isn't something I talk about because I feel shame, but I used to hit the wall by the closet as hard as I could to just hurt myself or to feel pain. I'm not quite sure, probably to get anger out. And I did it for like a year. I have never told anybody that. Um, but because I'm working on being vulnerable in all parts of my life, um, I'm trying to be open and honest about all of it. 
doesn't mean you're going to feel that way or you do that thing. Um, I have a punching bag now. So if I ever feel angry and I need to get that energy out, I have a way to do it. There are healthy ways to do it. But the thing is, there will be things that we do in, in, you know, in the privacy of our homes that may not be the healthiest way of grieving. And I just want you guys to know that I've been there. And if you're there, please get help. Please. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to talk to because I didn't want them thinking that I was crazy or that I wanted to hurt myself or somebody else. I just, it felt right to me. Um, <clears throat> some other things you, I know I was so worried about Evelyn going to the funeral. I didn't want her to be alone. I didn't want her to be cold and I just wanted to be with her. I wanted her to be with me. I wanted to hold her and love her. I wanted her back. And as a grieving mom, a part of you knows this will never happen, right? They're not going to come back. They can't just, it's not TV. It's not, you know, it's not a movie. They don't just come back to life, but there was, there's always going to be a piece of you that looks for a miracle and hold on to that because that part is so special for your life in general. Okay. So the first week I kind of broke this down into like the things that I experienced. I went through my journal. I'll probably read you guys um, a page or two, but the first week you're going to think about all you've lost. The future you imagine, the dreams you had for your baby, yourself, and your family that included them. You think about how unfair it is. You start questioning your faith or your spirituality because who would make this a part of your quote unquote destiny? Something we have to go through to become who we're meant to be. You start thinking about having another baby. You need another baby, not to replace the baby we lost, but to have a baby because we're supposed to have one. We wanted one. We were growing one. Our bodies are postpartum bodies without a baby. This isn't supposed to happen. Doesn't our body know? Why do I have to go through the postpartum period when I don't have a baby? And I'm, I'm saying these in terms of what our brains will think. These are questions that will come up. And again, there's variations. You may not feel this way. And after that, it's like you get angry. You get so angry and you say, why me? Why my baby? What did I do to deserve this? What happened? You try to figure out so hard in your brain why this happened. What could have possibly caused it? Was it something you did? It had to have been. It was my body. My body killed my baby. My body was supposed to protect my baby. It didn't. I failed. My body failed. I killed my baby. My body killed my baby. This isn't supposed to happen. And again, these are just things like your brain will go on tangents trying to figure this out because everything should be figure outable, right? And if you were treated poorly in the hospital or by your doctors, or if your doctors didn't listen to your wishes and bad things happened, you just start thinking about all the wrongs that happened to you. 
If you listen to my story, you know my OB and my midwife coerced me into having a vaginal birth, even though I repeatedly told him that's not what I wanted. And I wanted to write a letter against my doctor for taking my birth choice away from me. And I still feel like I will, if only just to make sure he knows how much he hurt me, how deeply he hurt me, and that it wasn't okay. And doing that in hopes that he won't ever do it again. Um, You may want to look to place blame somewhere, if not with you, someone else, or something else. And it's normal. We are trying to piece together what happened, and this is just part of that. But with this anger and all these questions, it also creates a deep sadness and despair. You will feel like nothing will be okay and you'll never be okay. Your life is gone, ruined. Sometimes we think about not existing anymore. And not, not, I'm not necessarily talking about suicidal ideations, but just not existing. Rather, being with our babies, not being here anymore. But then that leads us to if we have other kids and babies, we then have more guilt because we're thinking this way because we know they need us, but we can't help but not to feel this way. Do you see how confusing this grief can be? How, how much turmoil it can cause in your soul, in your body, in your heart? And another thing that will happen is you'll start finding them in everything you do. I started finding Evelyn in my favorite music, my favorite lyrics, my favorite colors. Um, Sorry, guys. Dragonflies, daisies, all these things that reminded me of her. And I gave meaning to these things that would bring me reminders. So... I would never forget my sweet girl. The first holiday is also very hard. The first holiday after I lost Evelyn was Halloween. Um, If you know me, I love my holidays. I love decorating. I love having parties. I like celebrating with the people that I love. Um, And Halloween was our first holiday without her. And I had already planned out all the things we would do and what she would be, which was one of the really cute little baby pumpkins, the pictures I wanted to take, the activities I wanted to do with her and the girls together, the movies we would watch. I had created this life in my mind already. And I had believed in it so much, but now I can't do that. So what do you do when your brain is so conflicted? You may start to question your life. I did. If what you're doing is enough or if it's really what you want, you realize life is not guaranteed and you don't want to just get by anymore. You might feel like you need to do something drastic or big. Part of that for me is always getting a haircut after I have a baby. Um, You may find that helping other people ultimately helps you heal. You may find your baby's death to be a catalyst of change for yourself. That is what I have found, and I know that's what a lot of... Oh, my God. Guys, I slept so good last night, and this is so much processing for me. It's hard. But that's what I found, and that is what I had decided to do, to use Avalyn to help others. Here's what I want you to remember. 
whatever you're going through right now is not forever. Even if it isn't the loss of your baby, nothing is forever. Everything is temporary. Things can change at the drop of a hat. You know, all those cliches we have in our, in our society, there's a reason for them. They are truth. I want you to hold on to that because the grief of losing our babies will always be with us and a part of us, but we don't have to live in a state of total and utter despair forever. It is okay to sit with it for a while because that's what we have to do. And it's another part of us that we need to acknowledge and love anyways. And that takes time as taking in all change does, but you will feel joy again. You will love again, love yourself again, love your life again. You will be happy again, but you also have to decide for it to be so. It is a choice. And if you are fresh in your grief, you may be nowhere near this point, And that is okay. Just be with your grief and your feelings wherever you're at. Sit with it. Process it. Go through it. Try to understand it in a way that helps you heal. There's no rush. Take all the time that you need to work through it. Because you're worth it. You deserve it. Your family deserves it. You are loved. Your babies are loved. And I know this is kind of a sad episode, so I apologize for that. Go do something wonderful for yourself today, even if it's just get yourself a nice cold iced coffee, which I would die for right now. Excuse me. Just remember... You were worth it, mama. And take a few minutes after you listen to this and process. I know it's a little rough. You got this. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I created a guide on 20 ways to celebrate your angel baby. It gives you 20 amazing ways to celebrate their birthdays or ways to just remember them on any given day. If you want to download it, head over to valenweb.com resources and click the link. I hope you guys have a great week. See you next time.